Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 101 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Yvonne Hyman about launching a product on Indiegogo. She is really honest about getting started in the planner industry and what that was like, talking through manufacturing and production, and then talking about her marketing and her launch and how that might not be going as expected, but she is making adjustments as she goes. This is my first episode back from maternity leave, so I'm really excited to jump back into this season and bring you all new guests and topics. Yvonne Hyman is a website designer and business efficiency coach who runs multiple business. She has over 10 years of experience organizing, strengthening, and streamlining businesses into profitability and success. She was born and raised in Germany, where she caught the entrepreneurial bug early on, working in her parents' business and owning her own pub by the tender age of 22. Yvonne left the safety net and security she had in Germany to pursue her own dreams. Since moving to the U.S. in 2007, Yvonne's goal has been to help empower entrepreneurs so they can successfully run a sustainable business while also enjoying life. Her own life-changing challenge came in 2014 when she lost her husband to cancer. Yvonne was determined to resume her passion of building a bulletproof business that can withstand anything. Her own life-changing challenge came in 2014 when she lost her husband to cancer. Yvonne was determined to resume her passion of building bulletproof businesses that can withstand anything. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. First of all, thanks for having me. And yeah, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I from? <laughs> I'm Ivan Hyman, originally born and raised in Germany, then immigrated to the States, and I'm now living in the sunny California. That's awesome. So how did you get started in your business? Pretty much life. Um, looking back to... Uh, how I came here and how all of this came about, it was all just the need from my late husband who had a videography business and needing help with social media and his clients needing help with social media, then moving into the web design. And then when he passed away and I looked at all the things I had and all the things I was doing I realized people came to me for web design and then they got full on business coaching, which then led me to rearrange my businesses and that kind of thing and really start focusing on the business coaching with the focus of business efficiency, which then also led into, I need a planner. I need to plan all of those things and nothing really worked for me because either way they were just three-month goal-setting planners. And I'm like, okay, what, what do I do with the rest? How do I keep the big picture? Or they just weren't set up for business. Or they, they just weren't right. So long story short, no matter if it's the planner or my business, I pretty much just followed along the need and the things that I've already been doing and that I like doing. Yeah, I love that you kind of developed all of these things based on what you found you needed. So you knew there was going to be a need for it for other people as well. You're not kind mm -hmm. of 
going out to market with something that nobody's ever tried because you're using it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, looking at all the things I've done. Yeah. They, there has never been something of just trying. I already had some form of validation for it already. I suddenly discovered, Oh, I'm already doing that. That should be an offer in itself or just the need for something that's there. So yeah, uh, there was always a reason for doing something. Okay, so today we're talking about launching a product on Indiegogo and you have been launching your planner. So mm -hmm. I'd love if you could tell us a little bit about your planner itself and then how you came up for the design of it. So the planner in itself came out of multiple issues for me. As I already mentioned, um, the last planner I bought that wasn't my planner was a goal setting planner, two pages for three months. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Who, who has time to fill in two pages each day? And then I can't keep an eye on the big picture. I can't track my habits. There were so many things that were just missing. And I'm, I'm one of those people, I still have my old planner sitting around. I think I have tried about 20 different planners and none of them ever really did all the things. Not that I'm saying my planner does all the things you can't. There is no way of doing a quote all in one solution. There's always going to be something missing. But as, as a business owner, I wanted to have all of these features that we know we need to take care of and we often don't do. So no matter if it's taking care of us with hydration, workout, networking, and more of that personal piece of, of our business, as well as the business piece of who am I, what am I doing, how is my, my personal pitch, who are my clientele, who do I want to work with, what are my projects, what are the habits and tasks and all of the things that I need to develop to be successful in my business, all of those combination of personal and business, I wanted to have that in one planner and I wanted to have it flexible enough so that other people can use it in the way they want to use it. So for example, I have a couple users of my planner that say it's like a bullet journal, but you don't have to put the grit in it yourself. You already have it. So it's as flexible as a bullet journal without spending the time of setting it up. Mm -hmm. And when I got that review for the planner, I was pretty much like, yeah, that's what I was going for. Flexible enough so you can make it yours but the features in it and the trigger points and the reminders for all the things we know we should do and often don't. Yeah. And I know a lot of people try out different planners. So mm -hmm. um, for those who are still looking for something that has a lot of those features, at the end of the show, you'll tell us where you, they can find it. But yeah. I'm excited for them to check it out because different things work for different people. And a lot of times you don't kind of know until you try something, but I love that you took what you saw as a need and actually made something out of it instead of going, well, this is good enough. I'll just figure out how to use something that might not fulfill everything I need it to, but you know, you took the time to actually do the work and make what you wanted. And it's been quite a journey to get here. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about that journey, but you did not start out as 
a product maker or someone who's making planners. So what was it like teaching yourself a new industry? And do you have any tips for somebody else who's trying to do kind of the same thing, whether it's planners or something else, but they're breaking into something they've never done before? So my tip for somebody that wants to make a planner, call me. <laughs> I have spent, when I started out specifically, and it's, it is the planner industry. And some people that are in the planner industry are going to hate me for saying this, but it's, it is such a closed off industry. When I started out with this, I was looking for a coach, a mentor, somebody just give me some kind of a direction and I'm paying for it. I don't have, I don't want any information for free. I just wanted somebody to help me get a handle on this. Where do I even start paperweight and, and binding and all of the stuff And I had one woman give me one comment, which pretty much sums up my first initial year of trying to figure this out. And she said, I'm going to sell my firstborn child before I give you the contact information of my printer. I was fighting against windmills. Nobody wanted to help. Nobody wanted to give me any information or even just where to go to get something. And it took me a year teaching myself, figuring things out, learning things. I know so much about printing and paperweight and colors and binding that I never thought I ever would even need to know. And with that, I'm, I'm an open book. I have an amazing printer by now and so many people that will share their information where I'm like, you know what, if you want to do something that is similar to this, just call me, I'll get you in contact. Not a problem whatsoever. And that leads us into other products too. It's roll with it. Just roll with the punches. Try to find somebody that has done it that might be willing to help you and don't give up. You're going to have to learn so much stuff when you get into something new like this and specifically with manufacturing. Oh my God. There's so many hands that go into manufacturing a product. It's crazy. Yeah. And I know when we had talked, you had said, you know, you had gone through different manufacturers and trying to figure all of that out. You know, do you go in the U.S. or outside of the country? So I'd love to know what your process to figure that out was like and then how that kind of works as you're ordering these planners and building up your stock and what does all of that look like? So with the planner we are in right now, I think we are year three or four. So we are pretty much still baby in the industry, if you want to say so. Yes, as you mentioned, the first time around when we manufactured, we had some huge issues. I found out really fast that for how I want the planner, which is a stitched binding in the back, so not just like a soft cover book, there is an actual binding in the back that allows the planner to lay completely flat. Mm -hmm. With that, this is not feasible in the States. You only have five manufacturers in the States that can do that. And it is just so expensive in the States that there is no economical way to get this planner manufactured in the States, period. I learned that really fast. And then I went the standard route like a lot of other people go. It's like, okay, let's find a company. In this case, it was through Alibaba that has done something similar. 
And we took it from there. The thing that I had to learn with overseas manufacturing, I was looking at them to educate me and that just doesn't happen. They want to know exactly from you what you want. Sizing, pages, paperweight, they, they are not there to educate you. Their, their brain and their business doesn't work like that. So I got lucky enough to run into um, copper bottom design with Heather within the first year. She is a planner coach. She has worked on a lot of pen and paper planners and she was able to help me educate me, coach me, get my files ready for printing and all of that stuff. So I then was able to take that to my printer and be really specific on what we needed them to do. And then what happened is my planner is a two-piece. So you have a vegan leather cover and you have a what's similar to a soft cover book insert. And when the first shipment came in and I sent out my planners, I got message back from buyers within the first two weeks that the inserts were pretty much breaking apart. They were breaking into two. Went through that drama with the manufacturer because they're not in the States. So why would they replace it? It's not their issue. It's never their fault. (laughs) I was lucky enough to be able to put a good amount of pressure on them and they replaced half of the inserts and we took it from there. With this time around of manufacturing, I got lucky. I actually read a cold email. I had gotten a cold email through the store from a US printer that said, we can match your pricing. And um, for whatever reason, I usually never even open those emails. For whatever reason, I opened the email, I got in contact with them, and they are a US-based printing company that has year-long standing connections with manufacturing in China as well as Korea, which that plays a whole nother importance when it comes to tax and import and all of that stuff, which is another whole learning curve. And built a really, really nice connection with one of the guys there. And they have been amazing taking this planner to the next level, educating me even more and taking a lot of the side work that comes with um, overseas manufacturing off of my back. I don't have to worry about the shipment over here. I don't have to worry about the storage, which I had to the first time around. Meaning I also had to learn, it's like, okay, container comes into the States. What happens then? Where do I store it? Border Patrol, they're keeping the container for two more weeks because they literally open packages and see what's in it to check there's nothing else in it and all of that mess that also happens they're going to handle all of that for us. So that was a big, big improvement. Having somebody whose native language is English, first of all, that has been in the industry for years and that has the connections to be able to do it at a pricing overseas that we need for this planet to be reasonable priced. So do you feel like having to learn all of this, even though you know, I'm sure it was very frustrating, it was a long process, a lot of trial and error, do you feel like it benefited you learning it all from scratch or do you still wish you had found somebody to kind of give you that jump start from the beginning? 
a mix of both. It's definitely an advantage of knowing all of those things because I'm not just going to get blindsided. Yes, there is still things that I'm learning. There is still things where I could get screwed over potentially. It's That is always there. But from the beginning on, when you start selling a plan, are you going to get inundated with a whole bunch of emails? It is ridiculous. And with all that I learned, with all that I know, I easily can read through that. I know which questions I have to ask to figure out if those people know what they're talking about, if they're going to be able to deliver what I'm asking for. So there is a big advantage of having gone through this and having learned that. I would have liked to have somebody by my side that shortens that from three years to one year. So yeah, it's a combination of both. Okay. So you had mentioned that when your first batch of planners came out, you know, you had some issues with things, you made the change based on your customer feedback. So how do you do that? How do you take the feedback that you're getting and make changes to your products? You know, how do you figure out what feedback you want to act on and what you are going to just kind of put to the side and not worry about? That is a combination of knowing who that planner is for and where I want to take it. That already rules out certain things where I'm like, I'm not going to put meal planning in here. Sorry, if you want to do meal planning, which is a great thing to do, this is not the focus for this. Mm -hmm. That's not where I want to take the product. The other thing is we often give too much weight on one single opinion. So I am close connected to some of the first initial users um, that have been around from the first version on. It's like I, I even have one gal that pretty much is set up with this planner for the next 10 years. That's how many she already has at home. Because she loves it that much. She's like, I'm, I, this is my planner. I want to have a whole box. <laughs> it's just funny. So I'm in constant conversation with those. But before we started with the development for the Bulletproof Business Planner 2.0, first of all, using it, I already had a few changes in there, which not everybody agreed with. And suddenly they came around once they saw the layout. I also did market research, I still have all of the people that ever bought a planner in my email list and I send out a questionnaire and I sent out a questionnaire that is some multiple choice questions, but some also open-ended questions where people just write because how they write it and how they explain their issues will also help me write my copy for the sales pages. Mm -hmm. but also multiple choice questions of, okay, where are we taking this? Are we doing red, purple, or green, for example? And then we go literally by numbers. So one or two, sorry, we're not going to do green, but for example, the rose gold really went over the edge where people are like, yep, that's, that's the one I want. That's the one I want. It's, it's a combination of things. It's, it's listening it's things that I want in the planner that I know some people <laughs> might not agree right away, but once they put it to work, I believe it's going to make their life easier. And then just doing market research and having them chime in, making them part of it. Yeah, I love all of that. 
I always encourage people to do that market research because it does help your website copy. That's mm -hmm. a big deal. And I love that you know your target audience well enough to figure out what you know should not be in it. Even if people say that they want this, you kind of know, okay, well, that's not where we're going. That's not the people that I'm trying to help. And so you're able to really filter things through that lens to start out with. And that has taken some time. So if somebody is listening right now that is just starting out, I went for the complete wrong target market initially. So I was going for the homestaying mom that's working. And apparently 95% of the homestaying mom that are working prefer fluffy planners. <laughs> they want stickers, they want colors, they want all of that. And that's just not me. So within the first year, I had to completely change my whole approach, not on the planner layout and that kind of thing, but to who am I talking to? Who is my market? So again, just listen. They, the right people will come along. And as long as you listen, you will see and you will learn if the target market you think you need to go after or you want to go after is responding to your product. It has taken me a little bit to realize who I really, who this is really for. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. So... Another thing that you guys are doing with your planner is you figured out ways to help your customers get the most out of their planners. So I want to know a little bit about how you're doing that and why you found it so important, because I think this is something that's pretty unique in the industry. So when you go out there and you buy a planner, you're pretty much on yourself, on your own. Um, some of the planners have the first initial pages in there and they laid out for you how to do it. But because of how I laid out the planner and I've tried to keep it as open as possible and just give, I call them my shields, my users, the flexibility to use the planner as they want to. I don't want to be the one telling them this is how you have to use it. Not to mention the pressure behind it and the anxiety. I had people in the beginning who are like, yeah, your planner holds me accountable because it's telling me all the things I need to do, but it's also freaking me out because I'm not using it all. So I really wanted to make sure to stay in contact with people that are using the planner to support them in how they want to use the planner. And with that, I started out with literally just recording a video and saying, here, this is how I envision the planner to be used. That doesn't mean that is how you have to use it, but to show them with all of the different features that are in there, I'm like, one big thing is the financial tracker that's in there. It can be overwhelming. It can be confusing because there are multiple pieces that feed into tracking your financials in here, making sure you do the work so you can pay your bills. And with that, 
there is easily some confusion in there. I wouldn't even be able to put pages up front to explain all of that just because I don't think the imagery of how this is works would really well explain how that goes. So long story short, what I did is record a video. This is how I envision to do it. When people go through uh, the course that I have set up with that video right now, it's literally just four short modules you are done within 10 minutes. You watch that right after that, once you are done with that, that unlocks a bonus module where they can schedule a 20 minute call with me and just jump on a video chat and you can poke holes in my head and ask me questions. If it's business, because you figured out the planner, cool. If you want to drill down really on the planner and figure out how to make the best use of it for you, we can do that too. And I just want, it's all about relationship. It's all about helping each other and making this work and getting you where you want to go. And past that, I'm like, the planner is part of all of my coaching offers. It's part of our Shiro squad where we have a amazing group of women that help each other and we got monthly coaching and working and all of that kind of thing. I don't want this planner to just be a one-off. Here it goes, go deal with it for yourself. I want to be there for my people in any way, shape or form. I can help them. That's awesome. I'd love to know how many people take you up on that 20 minute call of like, all of the people who buy, do you get a lot of people who sign up for that? I had to realize I have done a bad job at letting people know that is there. So when people buy the planner, there is a email sequence that goes after. And apparently not a lot of people realized in that email sequence that there is more. Okay. So I'm stepping up my game and really plugging that video course as well as the phone call wherever I can. There is new material going into the planner that mentions that. There's the emails that are going out. Every time I talk about the planner, it's mentioned. Um, so with that, I expect those numbers to go higher. Right now, I would say it's about one third of the people buying the planner that take me up on that. Okay. And do you feel like you're able to handle it if you've gotten more people? Like, does that take up a lot of your time or does it give you really good feedback? And do you feel like it's worth spending that time on stuff? To me, it's totally worth spending that time. Um, how I keep it at bay. First of all, we are in the beginning stages with the planner yeah. still, even in three years. So the numbers are not that crazy. But what I have done is it's, it's a scheduling program mm -hmm. where they already answer a few questions up front. It's not going to be beginner because they have to finish the course initially. So it's not just going to be like, okay, how does this work? We're really going to be able to drill deeper in the call. And I only have two days a week where they even can schedule those. So if those spots are filled, they're going to have to wait a little longer to get on these calls. I have set boundaries with those calls because I do have clients I need to take care of too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I know sometimes people want to offer something like that. I offer free website assessments. And mm -hmm. I've had people ask, you know, how do you handle all of the requests that come in? And it, it really is about setting 
the boundaries about how you're going to do it. And it may be that it's not something you can offer forever or you can only offer to a certain amount of people. But for now, you know, you can do that mm -hmm. and handle it. And we do have the Facebook group too. So it's just because they don't jump on a phone call doesn't mean I'm out of their planner life. Mm -hmm. um, we got the Facebook group where there is an, an amazing community where they are exchanging even how they use their planner and that kind of thing. So there are other ways to support them too if they can't jump on a call right away. Awesome. So I'd love for you to walk us through the process of launching on Indiegogo because this is something we haven't talked about on the show before. So that's how you launched your product. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Hey, considering we are smacked up into the cricket time of the Indiegogo campaign right now. <laughs> so my email list, I'm at about, yeah, just about 500 on my email list right now which is a cleaned up email list. So I have, for numbers, I have an engagement rate between 50 and 57%, which is a really good engagement rate. Yep. And I started putting that email list to use initially. So my Indiegogo campaign, for the ones that haven't taken a look yet, it's not just the planner. I'm also doing pretty much buy one, get one coaching offers, no matter if it's our group program, if it's just an assessment call, if it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, I threw those offerings into it. Yeah, they are all pretty much a buy one, get one offer to help raise the funds faster. So with that, already over the last two, three months, I've been talking about that we are redoing the planner. We have done the market research, which feeds into all of this. And I've been keeping them up to date and talking with them three months now, four months. It's been a while. Uh, trickled in between in the beginning. And then the closer we got to the launch of the Indiegogo campaign, the more I was talking about it. Mm -hmm. Same thing on my social media. So you are leading up to that. You are showing them what's happening behind the scenes. I've always openly shared my struggles with my my email is get to see that last week. Um, I also worked with my tribe and my circle and people that I'm closely connected with to really jumpstart that Indiegogo campaign. So for the first two days, a lot of people have talked about it, shared it, sent people over. So within the first 36 hours, we went way past the first 20% of the funding. And then I forgot about 4th of July, which pretty much was the week after the launch. <laughs> not a good idea. A launch has that, when you're not throwing thousands and thousands of dollars in marketing, and I think even at that point, you still get launch fatigue for that matter. Everybody's mm -hmm. seen it, everybody's seen the marketing, and people get blind to it, which means you suddenly just hear crickets. If that time is combined with 4th of July, you really just hear crickets. One thing I had to learn this time around is I need to plan better for that cricket moment because it's also, also an emotional moment where you are like, what just happened? I had how many people pledge? We got how much traffic? And suddenly nothing, literally nothing. And with that, there needs to be a plan for getting over that hump 
but also dealing with the emotions that come with it, with the whole, does this actually work? Am I doing the right thing? Are we really going to make this? And really getting over that, which can be really, really, really exhausting. So because I'm doing this on my own and because we are still in the beginning phases, it's all been grassroots. It's all been connections. And we have a retargeting campaign going on Mm -hmm. that targets people that have been on the website, that have been in my membership, as well as that have been on Indiegogo to retarget those, to stay in front of them. But everything else has been grassroots organic. And we're now smacked up in the middle of it and should be getting out of this hump now here slowly. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So do you have people helping you with the marketing? I know you mentioned you have like some people you're close with who are helping, but have you hired on people to do any of this? I am working closely with Amanda Robinson um, with the digital gal. She is amazing when it comes to Facebook bots and Facebook advertising. That is my go-to girl for all of the nerdy marketing stuff. Yeah, it's good to know that like I think a lot of times as business owners, we feel like everybody's doing it all themselves, but a lot of times they're not. They're going to somebody who's an expert in it to get help because you don't know everything about every part of a launch or every part of marketing. You can't. You really can't. And luckily, there is many different ways to work with people out there. Like with Amanda, she has a Facebook advertising course, which is amazing. It's a four-week program, which is cheaper than working with her Mm one-on-one. So there is other ways to work with people when you don't have the budget to just be like, here, go do, which which makes it easier. Okay. So how did you decide to go with Indiegogo as the platform you were going to use to raise the funds for this planner and do this launch? So this time around, I decided to go with Indiegogo because they have the feature of having a pre-launch page as well as built-in custom links for people that are locked into Indiegogo. So I was able to collect people already on the Indiegogo platform before the campaign was live. And now when people are logged into the Indiegogo campaign and they share it, they have a trackable link. That was my two main reasons why I went with Indiegogo. Now, the problem that I've been facing and that's been coming up is interestingly to me, because I didn't see that coming, it seems like about 25% of the people coming to the campaign have trouble understanding Indiegogo, which I didn't see a big difference in just the interface and how you pledge and that kind of thing between Indiegogo and Kickstarter. But it seems to be a big issue to the viewer because I have gotten a lot of feedback where people are wondering how Indiegogo is working, when is what happening and all that kind of thing. Yet they know it from Kickstarter. So if I'm doing something like this again, I am tempted. I haven't looked at all the numbers. So this is just a gut feeling at this point, but chances are I'll probably do Kickstarter next time. One big feature that was a, Um, decision factor the first time around is Indiegogo allows you two different types of campaigns. 
It allows you a all or nothing campaign, which is the Kickstarter style campaign, or it allows you to pre-raise funds. So no matter if you hit your goal or not, you still can move ahead with your production. Okay. And the first time around, I knew I had my credit card. I knew, I knew this plan was going to happen no matter what. And I just wanted to raise the funds to offset my cost. And this time around, it is more of a testing phase of, okay, if we cannot raise the full funds for the manufacturing and the production of it, I need to look at how I'm approaching this. What am I going to do with this? So with this cricket time we are in right now with the campaign, I'm also talking with my manufacturing of potentially adjusting the planner because it's a two piece right now, which means we need to work with two manufacturing companies in China. No, actually Korea this year because of tax stuff which gets the cost of the planner higher than something that is a one piece like passion planner. Right. So we are looking into adjusting the planner to make it more of a one piece like the passion planner, which then gets the pricing down, which means the initial raised funds is lower. And we even have the potential of doing a lower quantity. Usually when you order planners like that, the lowest minimum quantity possible is 500. Now, with the one-piece layout and the connections my printer has, there is the possibility we might even get that down to 200. It's, again, you just need, you need to test, you need to look at numbers, and you need to adjust. It's, it's always and everywhere the same. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that you decided to go this route where you're kind of using this launch as market research and kind of adjusting as you go, because I haven't seen it before in the product industry. A lot of times people are taking on the costs themselves, which it sounds like you were willing to do the first time around. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a combination of things for you. Yeah. It also is at some point you need to make the decision of, okay, we believe in this planner. I believe in this planner. I have a lot of users that believe in this planner, but we are also now three years into this. So where is the problem? Is it getting the word out? Is it the price point? It's not a cheap planner. It's 59 bucks. And with that, I decided to make this Indiegogo campaign an all or nothing to figure those things out. That doesn't mean I'm going to drop the planner. If, if things don't catch up and this Indiegogo campaign doesn't work out as planned, as I said, we already have planned C, D, E, and F in the going and in the works because I believe in it. But I'm also not Rachel Hollis. She puts out a planner and within a day she can sell thousands because she has the following, right. she has the name out there, she has that exposure and that social proof. When she says, go buy that, people go buy that. I'm not at that level yet. So it's, it's a balancing act. It's just like any other service offering or business. You need to balance those things out and you need to figure out where you are right now. You can't just keep throwing money into something. Yes, believe in it. Yes, stick to it. But I can't keep throwing thousands and thousands of dollars into a product and then 
not being able to bring that money back in or bring that money back in over three, four, five years. If that's not possible, I just need to adjust and get the product to where it's valid for my budget right now, where it's valid, where I am with my exposure, where I am with my marketing. And if that means making it a one piece, then it's just going to be a one piece for a year or two. And we come back around and make it back again, what it is now at the higher expense. When my business and I are at the social proof level of somebody like Rachel Hollis, talk about seven goals. (laughs) So it's, you need to adjust. I'm not saying give up, look at the numbers, look at what's happening, look where you can adjust, look where you have to adjust and just go and in between for the time being. Is a one piece what I wanted? No, not necessarily, but it keeps me away from the planner being ring bound. Everybody that has been around me knows I hate ring bound planners with a passion. Um, just because it's always in the way. I just, it doesn't work for me. And for a lot of my, my users either. So just finding that middle ground of what can I do right now to keep going with this and don't lose sight of where you're going. Just because you're adjusting right now and you're doing something that is not quote perfect doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, I love that. And I love all your advice there. It's really encouraging to hear, you know, that even if something is not going as you planned, you can make adjustments and still mm-hmm. pursue what you want to do. And it's not always going to go the way you hoped, but that doesn't mean you have to give up on it. Yep. So as we're wrapping up this topic, I'd love if you could give three action steps that listeners can take if they are designing or launching a product. Network. That is one of the biggest things. Start tapping into the industry you want to be in. You're going to get a lot of walls. You're going to get a lot of middle fingers. Keep going. At some point, you're going to run into somebody that is willing to help you, that is willing to invest the time, and that's willing to talk to you. And suddenly, that's going to open up so much more doors. Don't let anybody else stop you. As I said, it's like that woman. She told me she's going to sell her firstborn child before she gives me any information. And then two months later, I found somebody that is willing to help me and opened up other doors. So network, don't give up, meet people. And then just start, start somewhere. This planner started in an Excel spreadsheet. I still have the first printout that I got done locally with those plastic ring bounds. It looks hilarious, but I'm keeping it to remind me where this planner started. Really, like with with icons downloaded on Google because I knew at some point this is all getting cleaned up. I don't have any copyright issues at that point. Yeah. For now, I needed to put something together. So it literally started in an Excel spreadsheet. And just you and find people around you that will keep you up and your energy high level. You're going to get through those moments just like me. July 4th hit and it's crickets. Nobody is pledging and I'm questioning myself and I'm questioning the campaign and I'm questioning the planner. In those moments, you need people around you. You need people around you that have the guts to tell you, yeah, you're completely far off. You need to drop this which chances are is not going to happen because you are smart enough to figure those things out already. 
if you should do something or shouldn't do something. But when you had hit those bad spots, those are the people that also will keep you up that will kick you in the booty and let you know, okay, you've been crying now for an hour. You got all those emotions out, all of the crap out. Now, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. Are you taking this? What do we need to do to get this done? Those are the people you need around you. Awesome. So I always wrap up with a couple of questions. And the first one is, can you give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Hmm. That example right there is in my Instagram stories right now. It's been really interesting over the last couple of weeks. Um, as I mentioned, my, my email newsletter has gotten to see it. I had halfway a meltdown last week of, I do, am I really doing this? And I reached out and I told my peeps, I'm like, hey, things are not going as I had a plan, but I am not giving up. And so you better don't either in your business. That seemed to have triggered a lot of people letting me know how they are feeling about me working with me, using the planner, all of those things, which in return amps up my energy, which then allows me to help my clients better, which means my business is going better. And it's just, it's a circle. Me giving to my clients gives back to me, which benefits my clients again. And somewhere in there, you also got the whole referral network that just happens with those things. The more you give, the more you get. Yeah. And when you're honest with people, I've seen you know, myself that that really does open a lot of doors. Yes. And that, was, that is one of the big things for me. I'm not perfect. Do I want to be? Yeah, I'm a German. We want to be perfect. Who doesn't? Um, But being honest, showing them when I'm struggling, first of all, that's when people reach out, when they think you are perfect and everything is just working fine. Oh yeah, I don't need to tell her how I think about her. It comes back to you and it also energizes other people to go after their dreams. And that's what gets me really excited. Yeah. So can you tell me two things that you're loving right now? They could be business or life. That actually interestingly comes back to my clients. I had a crazy day last week and three of my clients had some amazing breakthroughs from one of my clients having a amazing local connection to something that she always wanted to do. Another one is getting clear on her messaging. So that's where I get all, all woozy and fluffy and excited for them in life. I'm just happy. I get to play around at home and with my dog and go to the pool and do my own schedule and do whatever I want to do or leave to go for Germany next week to, to visit my family. I'm having a pretty good life in general right now. Awesome. So I know you guys are in the middle of your launch right now. When is that uh, wrapping up? So if I do not extend, and Google allows you to extend the campaign one more time, but if we do not extend, it is over on August 10th. That's when that is wrapping up and we are moving into, with that, no matter if funded or not funded, all of the coaching packages that happened will go into effect no matter what. And we are starting our Shiro squad back up again in September. So that's all exciting. 
And then I have a few other things planned in October and November. So we are ending Q4 strong. Awesome. So if people want to follow you online and want to check out the planner, where can they find all of that? The easiest thing is askevie.com. That's A-S-K-Y-V-I.com. It's all linked in the menu. You have the store up there. The store has a big banner right now that sends you over to the new version or you can buy the old version if you don't want to wait for the new one. And there's a messenger in there too. So if you're looking for something and you can't find it, just message me. I am one of those people. I'm glued to my phone. Um, I see Facebook messages at any given time. And if you're looking for something, just message me. I'm here. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and being honest about this journey. I know it can be tough, but I'm so glad that you have been open about all of that so that other people who are listening and thinking that their struggle is unique and they're not doing something right can realize that we are all just doing this by trial and error. Yep. And especially, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, especially for normal people like us that don't have a million followers, pushing for something that you believe in, like this planner, or even services. You come up with a new service, with a new sales package. People, new people that find us don't trust us right away. We need to build up that social trust and everything. And I promise you, it's worth it. It's exhausting. It's a roller coaster. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I will include links so that people can go and check out the planner and see what you have out there. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.